Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm sure it's just me, but Backstreet Boys seems to go so perfectly with a tailgate Thursday into a freaky football Friday the 13th. How about that? All of those different elements wrapped into this upcoming Friday. Now, if only it was a payday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You're just to carry over with the Derek Carr. Speaking of payday, uh, if he's on the roster with the Raiders still February 15th, uh, or if he's traded by then, he still gets that $40 million. Uh, the other teams, though, certainly recognize that the Raiders want to trade Derek and may be willing to wait it out, in which case the Raiders have a choice. Will they wait it out then and see which potential quarterback-starved teams finally do step up? Will they kind of play that game of chicken and say, okay, well, you think you're going to wait us out? We know there are teams out there that don't want to have to get into a bidding war, so we're going to step up and try to trade for him. So it's kind of a, a staring match, if you will, staring contest. Um, and and so will the Raiders wait to see what happens as opposed to pulling the trigger on releasing him and then getting nothing for him? So it actually is fascinating, a little bit like a chess match or a staring match, a game of chicken. You know, I can use all kinds of analogies and metaphors. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We've got our polls up, the AFC game of the week, the NFC game of the week. And so make sure you take those polls on our Twitter account, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. It's good to connect with you. Lots of you weighing in to talk football over the last few days. And really, these next few weeks are prime time for our business. So much fun. You can feel the electricity even before we get on site in the stadiums. Doubleheader Saturday, tripleheader Sunday, and then another solo game with 17 networks. <laughs> they will be airing all the versions of the game coming up on Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk about all of the games with you. We're going to do some extensive previews with audio, so quarterbacks and coaches and other key members of the locker rooms as we head through these next three hours. But first, we are starting with our friend, Cynthia Freeland, who is the queen of data science for the NFL Network. And I'm not kidding. Every single time I turn on the network, Cynthia is there in a variety of capacities because her knowledge is so critical and so unique. There's no one else like Cynthia. So we're pleased to welcome her now from L.A. And Cynthia, I got to tell you, even before we talk football, my favorite thing on your social media these days is the picture of your new dog. Oh, my goodness. He's so handsome. Can you please introduce us to your new puppers? Oh, Gordy, he's so handsome. <laughs> he is my, I, you know, it's funny. I did not plan on becoming a dog mom. I've had dogs <laughs> in the past growing up, but I, 
you know, he needed to be rescued. My Aww. coworker found him and I felt like she couldn't take him because he is a big dog and yes. she couldn't have a big dog. And she, she was like, he's got this personality. You're going to like love him. And I met him and I just fell in love. And he is like, I'm looking at him right now. And I like, I don't know if I've ever been so in love with anything in my <laughs> life. <laughs> he is the best thing that's ever happened. to me. He's like, truly like, he's a sweetheart and he's like, just so, Oh, like he just, he's my whole heart. He, I, his story, like he was, um, he was abandoned in a <gasps> mall parking lot in a closed, in an entirely enclosed uh, box. Oh. So, and, and somehow ended up at a kill shelter, which oh, I live gosh. in Los Angeles, which is like, doesn't, is unheard of, but he doesn't have any like weird, you know, he doesn't have any traumas really. Like I've been searching for it and trying to see like, okay, what do we got to work on? And <laughs> so far so good. He's really sweet and just happy. Oh, he didn't want to eat at first, but we got past that. Okay, good. So who named him Gordy? You? I did. He's named after Gordy Howe. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, even more sports fans will love that. Any idea how old he is? Maybe he's like seven or eight months old. He actually has like a black saddle on his back. He's probably, maybe he's like a part husky and a part, oh. um, probably like German Shepherd. Um, but he could be a Samoyed too. Like I, I just did his DNA. I'm waiting for the results, <laughs> but because obviously, you know, like all weird pet moms, like you get this like Christmas email being like, oh, you get so many dollars off. You're like, yes, I need this. <laughs> well, I'm a helicopter mom with my dog, so I totally understand. Well, he is very handsome, and I'm sure he's Thank so happy. <laughs> and I think the world was kind of introduced to him when he got. <gasps> A lion's jersey for Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Between Gordy and your Lions, I know they didn't make the playoffs, but come on. This had to be one of your favorite holiday seasons ever. Absolutely. No, it was great. Look, the Lions didn't make it, but it sounds stupid to be like, I'm so grateful for what a fun season we had. Listen, it's been some very rough seasons as a Lions fan, and this one was one where it just it filled you with hope, and it was a team that had a lot of heart, and we want our teams to be teams that are if you're going to lose at least be a lovable loser but you know that i it wasn't terrible to see them not make it i mean look it's it stunk obviously i would have preferred the opposite but you know they they were in it they were fighting they beat the packers twice like that that never happened so there's a lot to be positive about and a lot to build on and it was just a lot of fun and really can't ask for more than, much more than that what stands out about the season, the way that they started one and six and then finished, what was it, eight of their last 10? And what will you remember about this particular run? I think, honestly, it sounds stupid, but, you know, the offense was good kind of throughout. It was really the improvement in the defense that was really, like, really interesting to me. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, homegrown kid yes. from, you know, went to the University of Michigan, it's kind of like this good, look, Midwesterners, just like everywhere else, we love our, like, stories about the Midwest, right? So, you know, the lore of, like, oh, the, like, the kid, he's, you know, in his hometown playing for a team that means something to him. Like, it's a, it's just nice to see. It feels like we don't often get that story with Michigan. It's like people are, like, you know, they're, like, unhappy to be drafted there. And that wasn't the case this time. It was really great. And, it you know, he's put himself in position to be at least considered for – defensive rookie of the year and we're stoked to see it and the fact that there are so many guys that you hear speaking out jamal williams comes to mind he gets so emotional about being a mm -hmm. member of the lions there are actual players on this team that cannot wait to be part of this this lion success because you can almost feel it coming i love that they're owning the lions totally.
I mean, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> oh. Fantastic. Although I need to know if you were really hiding under your covers, uh, peeking was. out while the Lions were playing at Lambeau. <laughs> I was. I, like, I really, I couldn't watch it. I, I couldn't even watch the, the Seattle game overtime. Like, the whole oh, thing. Gosh, I was just yes. a total, it was just a total nightmare. I was, I, <laughs> I was unhappy the whole time. It was, it was very stressful. It's nice, though, to be relevant and to have a pit, whereas for years, Lions fans didn't have to worry about the pit in their stomach. So Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. I love Dean Campbell. I've been rooting for him since he got there because he is unique. There was no one quite like him in the NFL. Cynthia Freeland is with us from NFL Network. She's the data science queen, and we love to talk to her about some of the more unique aspects of football. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Maybe a matchup or a team. We've got seven new teams back in the playoffs this year. What jumps out, Cynthia? You know, I'm really excited for this Bills team. I want to see if Micah Hyde can come back. This has been quite the season for the Bills. I mean, truly a, like, from start to finish, not even just the DeMar Hamlin stuff, but also, like, you know, we saw so much this whole season. Remember, there was a shooting there ahead of the season, and then, you know, unfortunately, uh, Dawson Knox lost his brother ahead of, like, there's just been so much. I want to see, does Micah Hyde come back and join Jordan Poyer? And can they just finish it off? I mean, it seems like this improbable run. There's so much, but like they're a family team. I spent the preseason with them. And there's just something really like special about the way that whole team treats each other and the way that that, it feels so much family-like. So, I mean, in terms of just pure storyline, that's the one I'm looking for, for sure. I've just been really drawn to them as humans and feeling like we saw their hearts and their compassion and also their vulnerabilities over everything that's happened with DeMar Hamlin. And my goodness, what a miracle home in nine days after a cardiac arrest. But we got to you, you mentioned family. We got to see that aspect of this football team where I almost look at them differently now because of how much they were willing to sacrifice. They cared so much more about him than they did about football at at that point on Monday and all throughout the last two weeks, really. Yeah, I mean, this is a special team. They have special vibes going into the season. You know, I, I, it's, it's hard to express, like, I've done preseason for two years now, and, you know, like, it, like they're very, they're, you know, at first they're like, what, do you, what is this person doing, you know, <laughs> like, like, and then they realize that, like, oh, you're a Midwesterner, too. I know Buffalo is in New York, but it, it's honorary <laughs> it's Midwest. It's New York, it's not. yes. <laughs> exactly, you know, and so long story short, it's, 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 you know, every person that works there, it's not even just, like, the people you see on the field. It's the woman who, you know, the kindest person ever who like when you walk into the facility is like do you want water what can I do for like the nicest kindest people and like truly it's a family from start to finish from top to bottom so they are just salt of the earth I have nothing but the utmost respect for them I mean look I I, I, to be clear there's a lot of people on a lot of teams who are like that it just seems like there's something about this particular team in this particular season with all the adversity that they face that you just you kind of you know kind of find yourself rooting for 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 people like that to have something good, you know, come out of all this hardship. Mm, we've definitely seen their depth of character beyond mm-hmm. the football field. And yet they do have some incredible pieces on that team. Josh Allen being one. And I was reading through some of your postseason prep and your probabilities. Uh, and you were pointing to his ability to throw passes on the run. Yeah. So, I mean, he's thrown the most 
touchdowns on the run this season, which I guess if you watch the games, you're like, well, that doesn't seem surprising. But the the interesting part there is it speaks a lot to the chemistry of the team, right? Like touch, throwing touchdowns on the run is not something where like a guy who hasn't played very often just you can do, right? You have to have your – it just shows like the dedication that he and Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox and all the different receivers Isaiah McKenzie have to working together and like kind of having fun with it. And we, you know, I understand it's been a, a very dramatic season, but at the end of the day, it's also fun, right? Like we watch football because we like love it and it's fun and it takes us away from things that are scarier and harder. So, you know, those touchdowns on the run to sort of embody and exemplify like exactly what we're talking about with this whole team. As you look at all of these games coming up wildcard weekend, they're rematches. So as you were putting together probabilities and kind of checking out where they are now, do you expect any major upsets? Well, without Lamar and without Tua, it it does put those teams at a disadvantage. I yes. Mean, obviously, that's that's very difficult, right? So, you know, when you saw Lamar tweeting what he tweeted, I guess I technically haven't seen him be totally ruled out, but it seems like that's what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. But quarterback is just such an important position, and the AFC in particular is just so difficult. So I, while I think there'll be some upsets, this weekend, I don't necessarily think it'll be like full chalk. I do think that, you know, those it's unfortunate with those with those injuries that we won't see kind of the same thing we would see potentially if if all the pieces were playing. But to be clear, I'm so glad too is not playing this. Like, let's just wait and see. He can come back next year and be fully healthy, and we can we can watch him then. Agreed. His health is far more important than what happens on the football field, though it is disappointing, but still amazing that the team made it, considering everything the Dolphins right. went through this season. Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network with us after hours on CBS Sports Radio. I saw this stat yesterday, used it on my show, and was like, okay, I'm going to impress Cynthia with this number. <laughs> uh, this year, while we're talking quarterbacks, there were 65 different QBs that started games, which is the most ever in any NFL season outside of the strike year in 87 65 of them so I have this running total on my phone at some point I just lost track of all of the substitutions because it was Mm -hmm. non-stop and those are two examples there are guys that came off the street and were starting within days of being pulled into a particular fold and definitely one of the qualities of this season that has changed what we saw on the field yeah this season's been interesting because like in addition to that, key injuries to key positions, meaning positions where in the past, you know, there's high snap counts, right? Like not like your backup guy, but like your main guy not playing. This this year we've seen more injuries to key positions than ever before. We've also seen more non like like they don't necessarily need to be young, but inexperienced play callers, like more people who have not you know, you don't have as many of the time honored coaches, et cetera. Um, who have been calling plays on both offense and defense, so like the least experienced ever. And we've seen like a lot of weird things happen, meaning we've seen like games where comebacks that seemed improbable, things, things of that nature. So a lot of like anomalies this season. And I think part of that is to do with obviously new coaches calling new plays and some strange things. But also I think the, that we're starting to see the effects of the preseason being shortened and you know, not playing as much together, you know, obviously players, we, we now see in the preseason, they don't, they don't really play. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here. Why Kansas city as the team in the AFC with the highest Super Bowl probability? 
Well, you're always going to have better opportunities if you've got the buy. The buy is just so dramatically important um, because, one, I mean, frankly, it gives you one less opportunity to have something go wrong, right? So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's part of it. The second is, you know, between the top three teams in the AFC, which to me is the much stronger division, just top to bottom, you have some key injuries that will be interesting to overcome. And the Chiefs are actually getting healthier kind of at the right time, right? So while some teams like the Chargers are kind of getting healthier, I don't know, because Mike Williams, I'm not sure what happens with that. You you still have some pretty significant, I mean, obviously no Von Miller for the Bills makes things dicey. And then you see that when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, their O-line, the, it's like we saw Lyle Collins is not put, and then now like the right guard too. Like you've got a lot of missing pieces, and they're also missing their starting corner and a number of other pieces. So at the end of the day, it's 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 the Chiefs' ability to one have the bye and two be a little bit more healthy at a time when it's really really crucial. Ah, uh, part of that is just the luck of the draw, so to speak, and part of that obviously is training staffs and guys rehabbing and. And having depth where you can fill in uh, when you do lose players. And as you mentioned, injuries, so many injuries this year, more than what we've seen uh, forever, it seems like. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about the NFC with some big dogs at the top of the conference. It's been that way all year. So Cynthia Freeland, hang on with us through this quick break from the NFL Network in Los Angeles. We're excited to spend a few more minutes with Cynthia in advance of Wild Card Weekend. It's after- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Mahomes. Hands it off to McKinnon, trying to dart left. 25-20, downfield block, 10-5, touchdown! Kansas City! Terrific run by Jarek McKinnon to win the game in overtime on a 26-yard run. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won the AFC West for a seventh consecutive year. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Raise your hand if you knew the Kansas City Chiefs would have the best record in the NFL again 
14 and three with the bye. And we've talked about the AFC, the playoff picture. We now know, by the way, that if it's an AFC championship between the Chiefs and the Bills, it will be held in Atlanta. Here's a crazy stat. Uh, and, and I know Cynthia is all about these types of numbers. Patrick Mahomes at 27 years old is the oldest quarterback starting this weekend in the AFC. That's wild. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network is with us here for a couple more minutes. So let's talk about the NFC. I mean, we could have a couple of rookies who are under center in the AFC, but it's a rookie in Brock Purdy who people are forgetting is in his first year because he's got these incredible six games under his belt. Cynthia, what makes the Niners so strong around this young guy? You have a significant advantage if your defense is as good as their defense is, and especially in the NFC where the NFC is not as strong. I understand that the Eagles have a really good, they have a really great record, but the NFC in general, the Quality of play in the NFC has not been as strong top to bottom as the AFC. So that's the first part. And then the second part, when you look to what the potential changes are and what, what the problems are, the, the two teams, the Eagles and the Niners, with their ability to have multiple different offensive options, right? Like, please try to stop A.J. Brown or whatever the run <laughs> game is, et cetera, et cetera, like, and then please try to stop all of the different weapons that you have for the Niners. The difference, though, is is when I'm looking at, and we hopefully see the O-line be fully healthy for the Eagles. The Eagles, when they're fully healthy, have the number one O-line. But right now, given that we've seen some issues with health there, well, right now, the Niners have actually surpassed that. So the ability to consistently run and have a defense that just crushes quarterback's soul which obviously the, the, the Eagles do as well, that is a very big factor for success. Looking at your math and your models, what jumped out at me is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have some nice probabilities around them. Why, as you were going through these numbers, Cynthia? I have the Bucks pulling off the upset this week. Ooh. And yes, and in part, it is actually, we talk about getting healthy at the right time. I do have... You know, obviously, I'm monitoring the injury report very, very closely. But what I saw is that Ryan Jensen could be back. And they do have two great tackles. And then if they can get a little bit of help in that interior O-line, it makes a huge difference. Because what we saw two games ago, not last game, because Mike Evans exited the game pretty early, was the return of the connection, the deep passing connection between Tom Brady and Mike Evans. You've got that down. That is a huge difference. That makes a gigantic change to what the opportunity is for that team because Chris Godwin it's easier when you only have one true threat when it comes to the the wide receiver position well now you've got two true threats and one being this deep threat and one being this like crazy slot master (laughs) and it's going to be a lot harder yes can you feel that tension in your gut as we get ready to start the playoffs or is that just for the Lions the funny part is, is like, be, I think being a Lions fan is like actually like quite an advantage to be also a data scientist because, you know, I, I it's all upside for me, right? Like, I don't feel like I don't have that like, oh, my team, blah, blah, blah. No, because I'm not used to them being good. There's no like heartbreak there, right? Like, it's all, Aww. it's all goodness, you know, it's all goodness, but it, it really helps me. And obviously, I, you know, I, I actually, to be honest, like, there's three teams in the AFC that I like, and all of them are the three top teams. So, it's 
it's really interesting. It's really interesting to watch. But you know, every year I try to pick a team that I don't know as much about, or it gets a new coach or whatever. And I've been really fortunate because I've picked like the right teams, right? Like I picked the Eagles and I picked the Jags and stuff because I wanted to see like what happens to really like pretend I'm a fan of and pay special attention to, to, to see, because it, it just helps me be a better, be a better data scientist to kind of get into it and be like, all right, this year, my team, I really like Travis Etienne. I met that kid at the combine. He's nice. And, you know, to try to, to try to help me. I mean, it doesn't bias me because everything's done blindly, but it does help me to kind of keep looking at like different, different things that happen each year. Mm. So next year it's bears too, which is, that tells you how unbiased it is. Cause you know, <laughs> I, I typically pick whoever's first in the draft is always one of them. Well, I wish for you in 2023 in this playoff run that Gordy will desperately need your attention and need to go out at the exact moment that the game is hanging in the balance with 90 seconds to go or overtime because that is what my dog does. She picks her spots. I swear she knows, Cynthia. I have no idea how, but she knows. <laughs> Gordy, like, I swear he watches. I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but I swear he, like, he watches. Like, he... He gets it. Like he, I don't know. I, I see him and I watch his little eyes and I, I'm like, I think he understands. He was born to be your dog, Cynthia. I mean, he, I, now that I believe he's like, oh. honestly, I can't even get over it. Like he's the sweetest thing, pure like love and sunshine and happiness. And I just, I know it sounds stupid, but like no, rescuing dog is, you know, I've, I've grown up with dogs before. Obviously I've had like goldens and, you know, all these beautiful dogs, but there's something about this like little rescue who like needed me, and I don't know. He's, mm. he's not. Look, he's there. He's not little. He's big now too. He's over <laughs> fifty pounds already. That's amazing. What if he turns out to be a hundred pound Gordy? You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. The the vet was like, uh, he could be, he could easily be eighty pounds or ninety pounds. But I'm sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, now see. I'll put a little saddle on him and ride him to work. <laughs> there you go. Now we have to have you back on the show when you figure out what he actually is from his little DNA test. Oh, this is yeah. gonna be fun. Every time you're on the show, now we're gonna also talk about dogs. It's it's perfect. Oh. So find Cynthia on Twitter at C Freeland F R E L U N D as the day to science, the models, the math, the cool stuff for NFL Network. And now she has Gordy to give her balance in her life. Uh, fantastic, Cynthia. Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Thanks so much for having me, my friend. And congratulations on your fantasy when you crushed it. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it means more coming from Cynthia Freeland when she's the commissioner of our league. It seems to give, give our league legitimacy. Uh, Yes, so she's talking about hiding under the covers when the Lions are playing the Packers. And that's kind of what I was doing uh, in that final weekend when we were having our championship because I knew my team was not performing well. I knew it. And uh, the fact that I won on a weekend when my team didn't even have 100 points when this is crazy. I've said this before, but I have to say it out loud just to, to like legitimize it too. Uh, There are 14 teams in our league on championship weekend. 10 of them had more points than I did. 10 teams, but not the person or not the team I was matched up against. Yeah. So I suppose it was my 10th or 11th win in a row at that point, 10th win in a row, I think. Um, And all those other weekends that I had been uh, just putting points up like nobody's business, except for Aaron Rodgers, except you, Aaron Rodgers. I won in spite of you. Uh, The team pulled together and played some defense that weekend. That's what it was. (laughs) 
I like winning. I like winning. It's the the most extensive betting, if you can call it that, that I'll ever do. Gambling more than betting, I guess, because I did put money down on it. Uh, but I made my investment back and then some. And I'm pretty sure that I just made back all of the money I've ever spent on pools or fantasy football. So for that reason, I, I kind of feel like I've come out even. Come out in the wash. Uh, Marco Belletti's here in studio. I one time was talking to a friend of mine who is a, a fairly extensive gambler. So okay. fancies himself uh, a business gambler, if you will. Supplements his income, so he thinks. And I said to him, I just, I don't understand. I couldn't do it. That money is my lunch money or it's my, you know, my dog's food money or it's gas money. And he said, this is why you will never be a good, better gambler because you can't lose like you're a bad loser you you're not prepared to lose and he said the best gamblers are the ones who are prepared to lose and he's so right about that I can't lose I'm not a good loser I I don't I I beat myself up over losses like when I was on the basketball court when it came to academics anything like that even when it comes to mistakes on the show I I obsess over the things that I don't do well my failures so I could never be a gambler because I would. I can't. I that can't makes lose. sense. It would keep um, me up at night. Uh, I'm not much of a gambler at all, but well, I'm. Plus, I'm broke. But I was going to say I'm. <laughs> I'm in the broke's category. Uh, it's that I can't lose simply because I really can't lose that money. So that's why I don't. You know, because you have to look. Gambling is is great. There is has there has to be that money though that you know you can lose. You have to right. go into it knowing. I mean, we've all you know hit a casino at some point or whatever. Like you have to go in with certain number in your head. If you go past that number, that's when you get into a dangerous, you know, territory. So it's the same concept. If you have money that you can put aside and you can gamble, it's fun. Uh, I personally don't have that money to put aside oh, to do no. it, so that's why I don't do it I at mean, all. I mean, I put money aside for vacations. I put money aside for, you know, different items that I'd like. That. When I was wanting to buy a house, I saved for five years. I can't imagine putting money aside to lose. <laughs> Yeah, again, it's well, you don't want to lose, and there no. is the, the possibility of gaining money, yeah, but also keep in mind that, you know, there's a reason, you know, the old cliche, there's a reason why they keep putting up more buildings in the desert. I mean, they, the, the house does win. That's so true. you have to yeah. be, you know, cognizant of that, and you have to know and, and stay inside your limitations. So, you know, it's fun. Just make sure you're not losing money that you really, truly need. Yeah, I think fantasy football is as far as I'll go, and the pools where I've never yet gotten past week six. The Survivor Pools, Survivor Island here on the show. Oh, okay. Never made it past week six. There, I know my limitations. Don't put down too much money on a Survivor Pool because it's it's essentially you're feeding someone else's family. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> I would hope you're not putting that much in a Survivor no, Pool because no, no. that's... Although I might want to get into that pool because that seems like that might be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they're definitely not easy. Not in today's NFL. All right, speaking of today's NFL, we've got your NFC version of the game of the week and your AFC version. And right now we've got uh, the same number of votes in both, so that's good. Go and find both polls on Twitter, A-Law Radio. They're up on our Facebook page now as well. We're going to dive into previews. And did you hear Sean Payton talking about how he would fix Russell Wilson? Huh. I mean, I wonder how Russ feels about that. <laughs> it's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Here's our latest sports update. So I'm unlimited. No. You are listening to the... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After Hours Podcast. Purdy under center, use check, pull back ahead of Mason. They snap it, they give it to J.P. Mason. First down, 49ers breaks it. He will run it all the way in. The game is over. 20, 15, 10. He gets knocked out of bounds, which is actually better. Then he did not score. It is over. The 49ers have won the <laughs> NFC West. From 32. Can Myers win this one in overtime for the Seahawks? There's the snap. There's the spot. The kick is away. And the kick is good. The Seahawks win the game. The final regular season game of the year. They win it at home against the Rams. And now the playoff chances still live for the Seahawks. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That is the voice of Steve Rabel. Yes, it was a Monday afternoon game in Seattle, and then they had to stick around and wait to see what happened with the Lions and the Packers on Sunday night football. Ultimately, the final team, as in very last game of the year, the final team to get into the postseason. So the last wild card, the number seven seed in the NFC, taking on the big dogs, the San Francisco 49ers. We just talked about a lot of the reasons why they are a favorite, not just to win on Saturday, but to win the NFC and to win the Super Bowl because they are a full team, a full caliber, full strength, full depth, full experience. I mean, they right now embody all the qualities that you want. Um, And yes, Brock Purdy is a rookie quarterback. No rookie quarterback has ever engineered 
his team to a Super Bowl win. We've had rookies that have started the playoffs before. We've had rookies that have made it to the Super Bowl. We've never had rookies a rookie win a Super Bowl game at the quarterback position. So could this be the year? You can find our NFC Game of the Week poll and the AFC Game of the Week poll on Twitter after our CBS uh, or also on our Facebook page. Really cool to talk to Cynthia Freeland and get her math and model and probability and percentages and well we didn't we didn't do a ton of numbers but based on her models it was fun to hear what she had to say she did she does expect one upset she did predict one upset so if you missed it you can always go back and listen to our podcast but take our polls on either twitter or facebook uh, it'll be interesting to see which games you all choose the majority of you choose for the game of the week Talking, though, about the NFC, the Seahawks, and then, of course, the Niners with the 10-game win streak, um, and that call there with the Greg Papa on Niners radio, Greg Papa and Tim Rice, uh, he's alongside. For Brock Purdy, he's got now five starts in the NFL and then a sixth almost full game. Um, so his first major appearance was when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in – early December, December 4th, and Brock played most of the game then. His first start was December 11th against Tom Brady. And in this stretch, he has 13 touchdowns through the air, one on the ground versus just four interceptions. And he has got a locker room full of believers, including his backfield mate, Christian McCaffrey. I noticed right away that he was somebody who cared a lot. Not that, you know, that sounds a little bit weird as the NFL and everyone cares, but there was another level of urgency that I saw in him that even though he was, you know, the third string quarterback coming into this year, he knew that he could play. He had a confidence in himself. He had a confidence in his ability to learn and understand. And he gave me a lot of tips that, you know, I didn't know that were not written on the, on the sheets that were kind of game plan specific tips. And so, I was, once again, just appreciative of that, and I saw saw greatness in him from right there. Did you really? You saw greatness in him? Well, I, there's, a, there's a way that a lot of rookies are, um, and I think I was probably a little bit like that myself. You know, I wanted to be great, obviously, uh, but he doesn't act like a rookie. He doesn't act like a rookie in the huddle, um, and, and he plays with a, a calm confidence that is rare, especially in rookie quarterbacks. That's a conversation between Christian McCaffrey and NBC Sports Insider Matt Mayoko, who's been on the show before. He saw greatness. He saw the poise. He saw a different level of confidence, next-level confidence. And to be fair, a lot of rookies get into the NFL, and they have that quality because they're they're groomed or they have played at high-level college programs, and this is what they've known. This is what they've been taught. This is how they've been trained. But it also is something internal. And Christian McCaffrey's not the only one who's seen it. Fred Warner, same thing. People keep asking me, hey, man, have, have you, are, you impressed, like, are you surprised about what Purdy's doing and all these other things? And I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I feel like he's doing exactly what, what Kyle and the offense is asking of him. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's amazing that a rookie's able to come in with such poise and confidence and lead that group. I mean, that can't be – I'm surprised people aren't talking about it more, honestly. It's mm-hmm. something that is incredible for Mystery Relevant to lead the team that we have into the postseason now trying on our way to try to earn a Super Bowl. Um, 
and knowing that we have full confidence in, in achieving that with him, you know, it's, it's, it's truly, um, truly impressive. I don't believe that he is the offensive rookie of the year simply because of the accrued time. However, he's one of those dark horses and he's at least being mentioned now in the conversation. I don't try to get wrapped up in any of that kind of stuff. For me, it's, you know, I got to I gotta win, you know, for the, the, as good as the team that we have. Um, I got to just come in and do my job and let everything else fall into place. Um, yeah, I don't want to get wrapped up in all that kind of stuff. It'll, it'll happen if it happens. Um, whoever wins it, wins it great. But, you know, I'm just trying to be where I'm at, be where my feet are at. It shouldn't happen. I don't, I can't imagine that that would. However, it's an honor to be nominated. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So is Seahawks Niners your NFC game of the week? Uh, San Francisco is trying to take all three from Seattle, and that's not easy to do, though. It, there's a lot of talk about uh, the, the weapons that San Francisco has. Well, what about the weather? Uh, actually, someone reached out to me on Facebook and said something about, should this game be moved to SoFi if it's raining? not just raining, but it's supposed to be real heavy rains. California's experiencing some kind of heavy rain uh, in on what is like a daily basis right now to the point where uh, they're, you know, they're seeing flooding and, and all that kind of stuff. But no, the game shouldn't be moved. These are football players. They deal with the outdoors all the time. But what is significant is that the passing game could be somewhat muted if and depending upon the actual conditions could be negated it's really difficult to pass the ball in nasty conditions so then it becomes a situation where you have to be able to run the ball and Pete Carroll knows that the weather's the same for both of us and and uh you know it's 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 fortunate you know I know on our end of it that we do feel good about the running game and that we can go to to it as as the rain can be a determining factor sometimes and you know how much you can handle the ball throwing and catching wise so we'll see what happens but um, uh, I feel you know I know that we're both in in the right vein to, to be prepared for this certainly you're talking about two teams that can run the football nearly 140 rushing yards per game for the Niners uh, that's good for eighth in the NFL, when it comes to the Seahawks, Kenneth Walker Jr., you want to talk about rookies. Uh, I mean, he should be in the conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, but this is a team that has always wanted to run the ball. I mean, that's that's where Pete Carroll butters his bread. And they are only 120 yards per game, 18th in the NFL. However, when they get rolling, it's really impressive. And what about Geno Smith and the fact that this team is exceeding many expectations? I knew we had a chance um, way back in training camp, you know, really back in OTAs. I think we were close to 100% in attendance and, and guys were really working. And, you know, it felt like a college atmosphere in the weight room and, you know, on the field when we were just, you know, running sprints. So much competition and everyone just fighting for a job. And then, you know, obviously with the talent we have, you know, we can play with anybody. But I think uh, our camaraderie and everything like that was built, you know, during that time in OTAs. And I think that's what allowed, you know, us to have a chance. And so we just continue to build on that. And we've been getting better each week. We've got a lot of young guys playing and they've been getting reps and becoming, you know, becoming vets overnight. And so just, you know, having a chance with these guys and to compete with these guys, I always feel like we have a chance to be great. Never underestimate the power and the motivation, not to mention the unifying force, the rallying cry that is collective doubt. Inside a locker room for a team. Now, football teams are large. There's 
you know, over a hundred players and coaches and members of the staff. And so it's a lot of people to get on the same page. However, we've been hearing it from these Seahawks for quite a while now. It was us against the world. And that's a powerful theme in sports. We know that to be true. And he said we were competing. We all had to compete for jobs and to be out there on the field. And that also brought us together, that common bond. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.